How is your church navigating this colossal shift to uh, online church? I know for many churches, they have been investing and really putting the resources together to be able to continue to meet together, continue to invest in each other and build relationships online. But for many of our churches, this has kind of been on the back burner for some time. Well, now is the time to fix that. If you are still trying to figure out how to do online church, how to stream your Sunday services, trying to dial in your website so when people go there, they find the information that they need, then you need to jump into Digital Missionary Academy because we just started a three-part workshop with my friend Christian Ray, who has been launching and building churches for more than 20 years and is also an award-winning web designer and media specialist. And in this three-video workshop, you're going to learn how your church is currently doing by taking a free assessment to grade your church's online presence. You're also going to learn how to properly brand and communicate the values of your church, both internally to your members and to outside visitors. And you're also going to learn everything that you need to know to live stream your Sunday services and really make a great impression. So if that sounds like something that you need, that you are either a full-time minister on staff at a church and you're still trying to dial in your live stream Sunday services, or you want to learn what it looks like to have a successful church online so you can share that with your ministry staff, just go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com to start your free trial. You get a free trial, you'll watch all the videos in the workshop for free, and then you can stick around if you continue to find value in being a part of that membership. So just go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com or click the link in the show notes to start your free trial today. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. As you read through the Gospels, you're going to notice a pattern appear in Jesus's teaching, not to the crowds, not as he's going out and proclaiming the kingdom of God, but specifically to his apostles. And it goes something like this. The Son of Man must suffer and die, be raised to life on the third day, etc., etc., etc. And these are just kind of sprinkled in throughout the Gospels. He'll just be going on his way, teaching, healing. And then just in this little huddle, I'll say, hey, by the way, guys, I'm going to go, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die. That's what the Christ is supposed to do. That's my destiny as the Messiah. And then I'm going to be resurrected. And sometimes it says that the apostles were not allowed to understand what he meant. That's kind of the, the phrasing or the impression that we get, that the meaning was hidden from them. That's the specific wording. Uh, but then other times they fight back and Peter rebukes Jesus. And, you know, there are a couple instances like that as well. Now he says this or something like this, the son of man must suffer and die and be raised to life on the third day, 21 times in the gospel. So it's not, it's not like just a handful of times, 21 times is significant saying quite confidently that this has been foretold in the old Testament scriptures and has been the plan for the Messiah all along. Now there's just one problem with that. And that is that there is no prophecy in the Old Testament that says this. There is no prophecy, there is no scripture in the Old Testament that says 
the Messiah, the Christ, must suffer and die, be raised to life on the third day, seated at the right hand of the Father. There is no single prophecy that says that. So why is Jesus saying that the Old Testament says this if it doesn't say that? That's the question that we're going to wrestle with. Now let's back up a little bit and remember what it meant to be a rabbi during this time. So the Jews had the Old Testament writings. They had the prophets. They had the Psalms. They had the Torah, the original five books of Moses. And it was the rabbi's job to understand the scriptures and properly interpret it for the people. So when Jesus is teaching the Old Testament, that that is what he is doing. Jesus has learned the Old Testament scriptures. He understands them, and now he is interpreting them. He is giving them life to the people that are listening. This was a very common thing. This is, this is how you would wrestle with the Old Testament scriptures in those uh, you know religious academic circles. And when he does that, he is reading, understanding, and interpreting the Old Testament differently than we as Christians tend to do. So he is not incorrect in saying that the Old Testament says this about the Messiah, about the Son of Man, about the Christ. He is just thinking on a totally different level than we are. And we get a glimpse in this in Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 44. This is after Jesus has raised from the dead, and he has reappeared to his disciples, to his apostles, and he's preparing them for his eventual departure. And in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, he says, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. All right, so we're going to pause there. So when he says, everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, He's saying the Bible. Everything written about me in the Bible must be fulfilled. So Jesus is not looking at a very specific particular prophecy or verse in the Old Testament or you know a verse from Jeremiah or a, a verse from Joel or a verse from Daniel. He's looking at the totality of all of the scriptures and saying all of these things point to me and describe what has just happened. And then in verse 45, he says, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things and behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power on high. So, When Jesus, again, is saying, this is what the Old Testament says, he's saying, thus it is written, the Christ should suffer on the third day, rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. There is no footnote pointing to a verse in the Old Testament that says that. All right, so this is, again, one of those instances where Jesus is saying, the Old Testament says this about me but it's not actually a direct quote. So what is the the key here? What is the takeaway? When Jesus is describing what the Old Testament says about him, when he's pointing back to the Old Testament and trying to explain it to the apostles, the key word here is in verse 45. It says, then he, being Jesus, opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Not just know what they say, not just have them memorized, but understand them, understand 
the themes of the scriptures. Understand the underlying points of the scriptures. Understand what they say about the character of God and in their totality, what it says to us. That is what Jesus means when he is describing the scriptures, when he's teaching, when he's interpreting the scriptures. So if we are going to read the Bible the way that Jesus does, we need to understand how to connect the dots across all of the books of the Bible and be able to accurately and effectively read between the lines to see the heart of God. And you have already encountered this because I can guarantee every single person listening to this podcast episode has experienced something like this, where you're faced with a situation where there's not a very specific command or verse in the Bible that tells you what to do. And you have to decide based on your knowledge of the scriptures, what God would do in that situation, right? You, you've encountered this before. I'll give you a very easy example. The words social media do not show up in the Bible. They do not. There is no verse talking about how to interact with people on social media, about how to use it, or uh, you know whether to stay away from it, whether to embrace it. There's no guidance in the Bible specifically for social media. But there is guidance in the Bible about how to relate to one another, what it means to love your brother, what it means to love your neighbor, how we should speak, how we should conduct ourselves among believers and non-believers. And so we, if we understand the scriptures, can take those principles and apply them in new ways, knowing confidently that we are doing God's will, even though the Bible doesn't specifically say this is God's will. So that's what Jesus is doing with the Old Testament. And that's what we need to be able to do with the scriptures. And so this is a calling to you. This is a calling, a a throwing the gauntlet, so to speak, to say, let's not just know what the scriptures say, but let's understand them so well. Let's be able to connect the dots so effectively that regardless of the situation that we're faced with, we will be able to know and do God's will in our lives. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I'll talk to you soon.